Welcome to Cinecast, a Cinedec podcast where we chat with outside-the-box thinkers that are changing the video industry. Take one. Welcome to the Cinecast podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. So the other day, my colleagues and I were talking about going to grad school for journalism, and I curtly said it was a waste. I mean, a classroom can't replace on-the-job, sink-or-swim kind of training that you get in the bullpen. And I was reminded of that conversation preparing for this Cinecast podcast as I read the notes for our two guests today, Noah Shamo and Connor Burke, founders of Assistant Editors Bootcamp. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. So Assistant Editors Bootcamp, it's a program designed to teach kind of the ins and outs of working in post-production. I mean, all all the classes are taught by uh, working industry professionals, and it covers concepts and workflows for really all parts of post-production. So I want to go back to your career beginnings and this classroom versus on-the-job training debate I mentioned. I'm curious, uh, what ratio, if you will, did you have of education versus experience in your respective careers? Like, I mean, my my university had no journalism school, so I learned 100% uh, on campus and, and internships and on the job. So I kind of miss, I feel like I missed out on that formal training. Noah, I read that you studied film at UC Santa Cruz, but your best training came at the grace of a coworker. Will you share that story? Uh, yeah, so I went to UC Santa Cruz. Um, it was a great school, and they did have a film program. But what I found frustrating about UC Santa Cruz is that the film program that they have is heavily geared toward independent film. So a lot of what they focus on is not necessarily on-the-job skills, but more sort of theoretical, you know, if you're making a feature, how to write a story and... Uh, framing and things like mise-en-scene, which are all fine foundationally, but it felt like for me, it didn't really feel like it ever progressed to something that's more applicable to a a job that you would be hired for. It was sort of like, if you were making your own film, what would you want to focus on? But for me, I've always felt like I'm not the type to pick up a camera and go, you know, shoot my own feature and then and then try to put it all together. I'm the type that would want to find somebody else's project and help them with that, with a specific aspect of it. But I realized that even though my film classes, I wasn't finding them all that helpful uh, for what I was interested in, I did find that uh, someone that I met was part of a program, uh, actually a a, an on-campus news program. It was called Banana Slug News because banana slugs are the mascot of UC Santa Cruz. The Basically, the idea behind the class was that every quarter, I think it was, you would put on, I think, like two or three news shows. They'd get a mic and then, you know, they'd have to go out and f- film a story. And through that program, I sort of realized that that whole process, the editing process and the the process of putting everything together was really where Mm -hmm. my interest lay. So once I got out of college, because of what I mentioned before, I really didn't feel like I had a ton of skills that I could then apply um, through through my traditional education. But I actually felt because of my work on Banana Slug News, I actually felt like 
I had skills from that that I could then apply uh, through, you know, my my experience with using pro editing programs and things like that. So once I got out of college, uh, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have a friend of a friend who put me in touch with another producer who was looking to hire a post PA for a pilot. And I was fortunate enough to get that job. But the process of getting that first job was very difficult. Uh, and that was just to become a post PA. The pilot got picked up, but myself and my boss, who was the post supervisor, we didn't get to go on to the series. So the the person who had put me in touch with the producer on the pilot had another show that he was working on called Parenthood for NBC, and they were looking for a post PA as well. So I interviewed for that and I got that position. I'd say that was probably my foundational experience for working in the industry and understanding how post-production works. And through working in as a post-PA on Parenthood, at that point, I thought I wanted to move into editing. Uh, and the natural next step after post-PA was assistant editor. But it became pretty clear in order to become an assistant editor, even if it was on Parenthood, I would have to leave. Um, usually, most shows are union shows. And the way that the, the Editors Guild works is that in order to join, you have to have a certain number of hours on non-union projects. I, I heard from everyone that the best way to get your hours uh, was through reality TV. Um, and the big question was, you know, what do I do? How do I get into reality TV? Because all of the, all of the contacts that I had just made in scripted television knew nothing about reality TV. They didn't know anyone in reality TV. They didn't know how it worked. They didn't know what the job consisted of. So I was sort of, I, even though I had worked for two years on a scripted show in Hollywood, I was now basically back to square one in terms of my contacts and my knowledge. You know, having put all that time in, which was pretty frustrating. So there, it was a reality show and they wanted somebody, you know, who who knew how to multi-group and how to create a day stack and how to, um, you know, sync multiple cameras with different time code and, and all this kind of stuff. Things that I not only had never done before, but I didn't even know most of these terms. But I figured the only way to really get into a position like this is to just get the job and then see what happens. So what I ended up doing was I replied and I said that I was qualified in one way or another. And I heard back and they asked if I could come in. So yeah, I showed up. I tried to hide the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, needless to say, that became obvious pretty quickly. And um, fortunately, one of the editors that was working on the show sort of took me under his wing and started showing me stuff. By the time those two weeks are up, I knew enough that I was valuable enough to keep on. So from there, I ended up staying at that company for about six months. The editor who took me under his wing, if it hadn't been for him doing what he did, I would likely have been fired from that job. Well, Connor, Noah mentioned reality television. I got, I read that uh, you got your start in reality TV and kind of evolved to feature films. So was finding a break in reality television a, a challenge? And how trained and equipped were you for those first jobs or the very first job? I was in college at the time. 
I had an older brother who he was an office manager uh, at this company and hired me as a part-time production assistant, office PA. And the company, it was much smaller, but um, they were willing to basically teach me. They need extra hands to help do this ta- this assistant task, which was kind of mind-numbing, but it needed to be done. And they asked me, like, hey, we need you to change tape names on these to this, this, and this. And they're like, whenever you're free, not doing runs, can you help take care of this? I said, yes, show me what to do. Um, and they were super cool about it. They said, if you have any questions, come ask. And so basically I started doing that. And then eventually the show that I was helping out on came back for another season. The post soup had asked me, it was like, hey, we're looking for assistant editors. We would like to bring you on. And then this is actually how I first started. And Noah was a lead on that reality show. Um, I believe it was Big Rich Texas or Relative Insanity, one of those. It was shows. Relative Insanity. That, oh, that was a nightmare. <laughs> um, but that's where I met Noah. And so basically, I knew little to nothing at all. And I actually ended up, as once I became a full-time PA and I started going down this route, I was like, I'm not going to do the whole college thing because I was going to SMC at the time. And I was like, you know what? I, this is it. I can't keep doing this. I was like, I'm just going to focus on this. Basically, I just started doing that. Noah taught me pretty much everything I know. And he's heard this. He, I'm like a broken record to him at this point because I've told him <laughs> countless times. But he basically, they knew he knew I was green. The post suit knew I was green. And they were all basically holding my hand along the way, teaching me new things each and every day. And like, hey, I'm going to, Noah would toss me this and toss me in little increments of new tasks. And obviously, there, I, mess up here there they would show me what I did wrong and but it's you know everyone was like everyone messes up and so but it was nice to know that knowing I was green that I didn't have to be like under the gun whereas like I know a lot of people try and fit like fake their way through a job which is understandable sometimes to get that job but the pressure that's on you to try and perform at the level they expect of you makes it much harder but knowing that you're green and knowing that like I always had Noah to go to. So no matter how stupid the question was, I would ask Noah. And they were always reinforcing the idea like there's no stupid question. And also, I'd rather have you ask and not mess something up than to ask and just do it right. And so I just go to them all the time asking questions. And then I didn't pass my resume out once, actually, to be honest. Noah would just basically was like, hey, they need an AE. I'm sending uh, your contact. And. And then I would start and I'd call Noah. I was like, hey, so how do I do this? Or how do I do that? <laughs> Noah, Noah would walk me through it or talk me through it. And to be honest, without Noah, like to have someone that you can rely on to ask questions and to basically hold your hand, like just knowing I had Noah, like any job I went to, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like he got me one job as a lead during pre-production. They were doing casting interviews and stuff. And I had to set up a whole project, everything, and I had to like decide the workflow. And first day, and I called Noah. I was like, "They're making me the point person on this." I was like, "How do I do this?" This, and he walked me through all of it. And but yeah, so it was basically like, if I didn't have Noah, or like even then, like if Noah didn't take the time to help me get these other jobs, to be honest, like I got very lucky with 
all of that with getting to meet Noah, getting to learn from him, have his help the whole way on any show. Like even like to this day, like I'll still text or call him and be like, hey, like obviously I'm much more advanced now, but there's still questions like we'll talk about. But, you know, just have that helping hand along the way. Like if everyone had to know along the way, the industry would be much better. <laughs> There's your slogan right there. If everyone had a Noah. Yeah, right. That's a great one. I like it. <laughs> well, I, I love hearing the origin story of you guys. Thanks for joining me. And thank you for listening to this episode of Cinecast, powered by Cinedeck. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skarhawk. <laughs>